0: This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum.
1: Morning Breath starts now. Good morning. It's Wednesday, April 8th, and we're so glad you've taken time out of your day. I don't know if it's busy anymore. If you got a bunch of kids at home, it probably is, or if you uh, just trying to do life like many of us are in a very different situation. Maybe it is, or maybe you got a little bit more time on your hands. Either way, thank you for taking this time to get together with us on Morning Breath on any of the times that we're broadcasting on 91.5 FM. God bless you, and welcome to the program. What we do on Morning Breath is we read a chapter of the Bible, spend some time with the Lord, uh, you know, reading or studying or or thinking about uh, or just reading it, and then uh, my co-host and I come, and we get on the air together with you. We read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about the chapter. We do have a long chapter today, so we want to get right into it. My host today is Pastor Mark Cook. How are you doing, Mark? I'm good, sir. How are you? Uh, good. Good to be here with you, man. Always yeah. enjoy doing morning Bath. Absolutely. With you. I'm looking forward to it. So how do, you, how do, you, how do they do it? How do they get on Morning Breath?
0: Oh, yeah, you're wanting me to tell them what to do. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm just watching this fly fly around that's my a, head. That's we got a gnat that's uh, <laughs> camped in here. I
1: think the young man that runs the program has rotten bananas in the trash <laughs> or something. I don't know, we'll have to see.
0: We want you to join us. Uh, so, you, in other words, we're, we're in the Acts Chapter 7 today. How could you have known that? Well, we have a morning breath guide, and if you get on our app, uh, which everybody's on their devices now, and if you've been fighting technology, it has overcome you in this day and age. <laughs> so get on your East Coast app or download that to your phone or device, and uh, there's a podcast button. And uh, under that podcast button is the uh, morning breath chapter guide, so you can see where we're going to be, where we've been, and you can also listen to podcasts of the show that are uh, that are on there. And you can also find that information on our website, eccc.edu. U.S. Jump on there, and there's a media tab, and you can get to the morning breath link there. Find the morning breath guide as well. And if you need to call us, uh, call the office, 452-1060. So far, there's still been somebody at the phone. Uh, As far as I know, that won't change. You can hit zero for the operator, and we can email you a guide if you need one that way.
1: Yep, and if you did, uh, Facebook us or uh, email us any way possible. We will get back in touch with you. Everybody's working real hard to do all that kind of stuff. Now, we have online services. Uh, We're going into Easter. And so uh, be the first Easter in American history that has not been publicly celebrated. And uh, there may be a few that I don't know about, but as a nation, we will not join together in our normal place to celebrate Easter, but we will still have church. It'll just be different. So we're encouraging you to have Easter, pick a service with your family, get online Uh, watch the services online, uh, maybe talk about them afterwards. We have some kids content as well that you can bring your kids over to. Lots of stuff like that going on that you can get there by going to either to ECCC.us or the app, which uh, we have available at the App Store East Coast
0: app. East yep. Coast app. It's yep. got all the buttons on it. That's going to tell you all about our church and get you connected.
1: Our Facebook page is also full of information. So yes. that the East Coast Christian Center Facebook page, and there's one for every campus as well. So you could go on and uh, kind of through that process as yeah. well. So uh, let's get into it. I don't know that we've got much else to do. We'll say hello to Nick. How you doing, Nick? He's got no uh, microphone because of our changing uh, studio here, but maybe someday we'll give him a microphone <laughs> again or a megaphone or something to use. So I'm going to read first 30 because there's 60. Yeah, there's an even number. Yeah, so, uh, split, split, up to 30. It, split it right down the middle. I'll read 30, you read 30, and we'll go from there. I'm going to read New King James, you too, huh? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right, get you started, Pastor Dan. I say unto you, read, sir. Then the high priest said, are these things so? And he said, brethren <laughs> and fathers, listen to God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he dwelt in Haran and said to him, get out of your country and from your relatives and come to a land that I will show you. Then he came out of that land of the Chaldeans and dwelt in Haran. And from there, when his father was dead, he moved him to this land in which you now dwell. And God gave him no inheritance in it, not even enough to set his foot on. But even when Abraham had no child, he promised to give him give it to him for a possession and to his descendants after him. But God spoke in this way, that his descendants would dwell in a foreign land and that they would bring them into bondage and oppress them 400 years. And the nation to whom they will be in bondage, I will judge, said God. And after that, they shall come out and serve me in this place. Then he gave him the covenant of circumcision. And so Abraham begot Isaac and circumcised him on the eighth day. And Isaac begot Jacob, and Jacob begot the 12 patriarchs. And the patriarchs, becoming envious, sold Joseph into Egypt. But God was with him and delivered him out of all his troubles and gave him favor and wisdom in the presence of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and made him governor over Egypt and all his house. Now, a famine and great trouble came over all the land of Egypt and Canaan, and our fathers found no sustenance. Sustenance. But when Jacob heard that there was grain in Egypt, he sent out our fathers first. And the second time, Joseph was made known to his brothers, and Joseph's family became known to the Pharaoh. Then Joseph sent and called his father, Jacob, and all his relatives to him, 75 people. So Jacob went down to Egypt, and he died, he and our fathers. And they were carried back to Shechem and laid in the tomb that Abraham bought for the sum of money from the sons of Hamor, the father of Shechem. But when the time of the promise drew near, which God had sworn to Abraham, the people grew and multiplied in Egypt till another king arose and did not know Joseph. This man dealt treacherously with our people and oppressed our forefathers, making them expose their babies so that they might not live. "'At this time Moses was born and was well-pleasing to God, "'and he was brought up in his father's house for three months. "'But when he was set out, Pharaoh's daughter took him away "'and brought him up as her own son. "'And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians "'and was mighty in words and deeds. "'Now when he was 40 years old, it came into his heart "'to visit his brethren, the children of Israel.' And seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended and avenged him who was oppressed and struck down the Egyptian. For he supposed that his brethren would have understood that God would deliver them by his hand, but they did not understand. And the next day he appeared to two of them as they were fighting and tried to reconcile them, saying, Men, you are brethren. Why do you wrong one another? but he who did his neighbor wrong pushed him away saying, who made you a ruler and a judge over us? Do you want to kill me as you did the Egyptian yesterday? And at this saying, Moses fled and became a dweller in the land of Midian, where he had two sons. And when 40 years had passed, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire in a bush in the wilderness of Mount Sinai.
0: Verse 31, when Moses saw it, he marveled at the sight. And as he drew near to observe, the voice of the Lord came to him, saying, I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses trembled and dared not look. Then the Lord said to him, Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their groaning and have come down to deliver them. And now come, I will send you to Egypt." This Moses, whom they rejected, saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge, is the one God sent to be a ruler and a deliverer by the hand of the angel who appeared to him in the bush. He brought them out after he had shown wonders and signs in the land of Egypt and in the Red Sea and in the wilderness forty years. This is that Moses who said to the children of Israel, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren. Him you shall hear. This is he who was in the congregation in the wilderness with the angel who spoke to him on Mount Sinai, and with our fathers, the one who received the living oracles to give to us, whom our fathers would not obey but rejected, and in their hearts they turned back to Egypt, saying to Aaron, Make us gods to go before us. As for this Moses who brought us out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. And they made a calf in those days, offered sacrifices to the idol, and rejoiced in the works of their their own hands." Then God turned and gave them up to worship the host of heaven, as it is written in the book of the prophets, Did you offer me slaughtered animals and sacrifices during forty years in the wilderness, O house of Israel? You also took up the tabernacle of Moloch and the star of your god Rimphan, images which you made to worship, and I will carry you away beyond Babylon. Our fathers had the tabernacle of witness in the wilderness, as he appointed, instructing Moses to make it according to the pattern that he had seen, which our fathers, having received it in turn, also brought with Joshua into the land possessed by the Gentiles, whom God drove out before the face of our fathers until the day, days of David, who found favor before God and asked to find a dwelling for the God of Jacob. But Solomon built him a house. However, the Most High does not dwell in temples made with hands, as the prophet says, heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. What house will you build for me, says the Lord, or what is the place of my rest? Has, not my, has my hand not made all these things? You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit. As your fathers did, so do you. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who foretold the coming of the just one, of whom you now have become the betrayers and murderers, who have received the law by the direction of angels and have not kept it. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed at him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God, and Jesus standing at the right hand of God, and said, Look, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears, and ran at him with one accord. And they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep.
1: Amen. There's so many different directions we can go here. One of them I want to mention real quick is uh, because of a conversation we had before, which I can't bring everybody in on uh, just because it'd take too long. But verse 35, I thought was interesting. It says, This Moses, whom they rejected, saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge, is the one who God sent to be a ruler and a deliverer. I think it's interesting that they thought, the people thought of him as a ruler and a judge. Mm. But God thought of Moses as a ruler and a deliverer. Interesting, and I think that's important because God is God is sending to us deliverance, not judgment. And we could go a long ways there, but it just stood out because we'd had a little conversation about, you know, judgment and where God's at and all that kind of stuff. And we, uh, I believe, I'll just say this, and I I think Mark's with me on this. I believe the judgment for mankind fell on Jesus and God fully judged man in Jesus. Our, all of our sin, all of our sickness, all of our disease, all of our pain, everything fell on Jesus. And you see the utter destruction of Christ because of that. And uh, so I'm kind of there. But anyway, that I just thought was an interesting way as God uh, saw it. They saw it as a judge. He saw it as a deliverer. And so thought that was pretty cool. The other thing that really stood out to me, of course, is, I mean, Stephen is bold. When he he shifts gears for telling the story, he's like, He's like, it's like um, the St. Valentine's Day massacre. He pulls out the machine gun and just blasts them out of their chair. And uh, pretty powerful. Uh, I mean, way way courageous guy because he's on trial. And this is really his case he has laid forth his case before the high priest and all of these leaders that are there and the Sanhedrin and, you know, it's a court case and he's laid out a really great court case, but then he switches the the who's on trial uh, to them and says, you guys got some issues.
0: Well, it's, I've always wanted, I want to touch on both the things that you brought up because they're both good, but it's funny on verse 51, I every time I read this, I think to myself, I wonder if he I wonder if he might have been okay up until that point. You know what I mean? Like I wonder if he just, oh, yeah. he just he just he but it says but then even reading it it says that he was operating filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes. Yes. So if this is what the Holy Spirit wanted to say then he was being obedient to it. But I often wonder in the natural, you know, he was telling the story, he probably had them listening because this is all stuff that they knew. Mm. But then all of a sudden he just broke out the slap. And I wonder if that's, you know, what contributed to him, you know, going the route that it went. <laughs> Maybe
1: <laughs> uh, because he definitely brought out the slap and he did not. I mean, this is like one of the rudest things you could say to, you know, Jewish leaders of their religion. I mean, yeah. these are the guys that should be closest to God of anybody. And he accuses them of being stiff necked, which is, you know, a, uh, you know, stubborn. It would be another translation used there, and uncircumcised in heart and ears. In other words, you're basically, you you live like Gentiles. Yeah. And you're really Gentiles. And that's that that was rough to say. Uh, and then, you know, accusing them of persecuting all the prophets and then killing the just one. And it was true. Everybody knew they did, you know. And I've had people say, oh, why are you picking on the Jews? Are you saying they killed Jesus? Well, yes. No, Rome killed Jesus. Well, yes. Uh, but the Gentiles killed Jesus. Well, yes. <laughs> I mean, we're all guilty. There's nobody that is innocent of the, of the death of Jesus. Yeah. But uh, he's made available to us the resurrection of Jesus as well, which is very powerful. For, for the day and age we live in, I'm just going to share this one little part, verse 55. It says, but he being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, look, and then he explains, I see heaven open and the son of uh, man standing at the right hand of God. And so there again, he's saying Jesus is God. And that's, you know, one of the reasons why they ran at him and you did what they did. But my, my thought comes really from Hebrews. I I just bumped my microphone. I apologize. Hebrews 12, two, which says I'm too far in my Bible. Let me get over there. James still too far. I do remember the order of the books here, 12, 2, which says this, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of God. And and one of these things that's looking here is it's saying right before that, hey, we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, lay aside weights and sin, uh, don't be ensnared, run with endurance. So he's saying, look, things are a little bit tough. What do you do? You look unto Jesus. And it's not look at Jesus. It's look unto Jesus. And I could say a lot more about all that, but I just think it's so important where our focus is I saw a pastor. Or, no, I didn't see this. Somebody told me about it. A pastor who did a little uh, video for some people, and he had a roll of toilet paper up, and he was looking through the the hole in the cardboard in the toilet paper, and he says, "Many, too many of you have TP vision, because you know toilet paper is a big deal yeah. right now. I don't know why, but it is." And uh, he said, "Tunnel perspective." And then he began talking about, what are you focused on? What are you looking at? Uh, how many hours a day are you spending listening to X as opposed to Y? And it better start being, you better start filling the spaces or the gaps of your life with more of Jesus yeah. and not more of news and, you know, internet searching on COVID-19 and all of that stuff. So, yeah, absolutely. What you're important. looking at
0: makes a big difference. I, and I, I, I love this, just a quick, quick point on that. It says in Hebrews twelve too that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, but <laughs> interesting. he st- he stood up for this.
1: Oh man, oh man! Come I think on, there's beautiful. there's
0: something incredible about that. He, Jesus stood to receive that. I want to go back to what you said in verse thirty five uh, when you were talking about how they perceived uh, Moses. Mm. That that Moses is a type shadow mm, of absolutely. Jesus, right? As a as a deliverer, he's a type shadow of Jesus, and I think it's very interesting because it says that they saw him as a ruler, like you pointed out, they saw him as a ruler and a judge but God sent him as a ruler and a deliverer. And Jesus said, you know, when he came, he said in, in John 3, 16, he said, you know, God sent his son. But then right after that, he says not, <laughs> not to, to condemn the yeah, world. Or d- but which that, means judge. Right. But that yep. the world through him would be saved. And so I think the great question that really comes from this verse, and I love that you brought out this comparison and this, this contrast, Pastor Dan, because I would ask people listening, uh, how do you see God?
1: Mm, that's so important. Because the
0: biggest challenge that people have is, how how do they see God? If you see God as the angry man—I remember I was watching a TV show lately. It was just a sitcom. And the, the family, uh, the wife in the family, uh, you know, is, is a churchgoer, and she loves God. Uh, but then the the son brought home a girlfriend— and no one knew until she said it at the dinner table that she didn't believe in God. Mm. And you know, the, exactly. of course, the moms are getting all fixing yeah. to get crazy. And 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 the girl said, "Well, I just think it's silly to believe in an old man with a with a lightning bolt sitting mm. on a you know sitting upstairs ready to judge you." And and the fact is, that's how many people see God. I
1: did. Yeah, I felt. I felt like yeah, the fly sweater, and I was a fly. Yeah. And he was just, I got enough wrong built up in my life, I was going to get whacked.
0: And, And if that is the perspective, which so many people have, you don't see God as sending a deliverer. Mm, you you see you see religion and you see and unfortunately sometimes the fault of that is on the church because we we presented god that way but the accurate presentation of who jesus is is that he came to be a deliverer and he came like you said pastor dan to bear the judgment of the world on himself and it's all in our perspective do we see a judge or do we see a deliverer i think that's so so important
1: and it goes right back to looking unto jesus Jesus said, if you want to see the father, because it's people struggle with that. They look at the Old Testament and go, well, look, look. Well, that was prior to a deliverer. That was prior to someone who bore the judgment of God. That was prior to the new covenant. And so you see the father, which there's a little tendency in the Old Testament to see some anger and frustration and judgment. And there's, uh, but when you look at Jesus, you see what it looks like when God can offer forgiveness through the blood of his son, you see that in Jesus. So what's he do? What's he, what's Jesus doing? He's going about doing good and healing all that are oppressed of the devil. He's, he's, he's raising people from the dead. He's ministering. He's feeding people. He's loving people. He's caring about people. Is he is telling the religious crew that they're doing wrong. Absolutely. But then he's weeping over the same city saying, I tried to gather you like a hen gathers her chicks, but ye would not. Yeah. They made the choice not to say yes to God and to yield to what he was saying and yeah. you know, offering to them through the blood of Jesus Christ. So how do you how do you look and get the right view of God? Jesus said, if you see me, you've seen the Father. Yes. You look at Jesus because he is the express image of the living God. Yeah. There's not one little iota molecule of any shape or form that you can't see the Father in the Son. And so how do you see it? See, in the Old Testament, we look through shadows. We look through veils. That's why there was a big curtain between the Holy of Holies because it was dangerous. A holy God in the presence of sin, sin melted. Didn't matter what container it was in. So God separated himself from man and used blood of animals to purge And then after, when Jesus died, the Bible says the veil of the temple was ripped from top to bottom. Interesting. Not from bottom to top. God said, let me out of here now. I can now be close to men and women because Jesus paid the full price for all sin through his blood. And so, again, we're looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And so... If you want to know what God looks like, look at Jesus. What I think there's a great there's a great point to make here too about
0: because so much where religion comes from, it comes from the old covenant because the old covenant was about rules and regulations and yep. how you related yep. to God through your performance. Yep. But there's something really important here, and it made me think about it when when we were talking earlier. Uh, you mentioned Jesus being the mediator between God and men. This was our conversation before the show started. But um, there's something really interesting. It says in verse 53, Stephen is talking. He says, "Who have received the law by the direction of angels." It says in Galatians chapter 3, it repeats that, and in Hebrews chapter 2, in three different places, it references that the old covenant was mediated by angels. This is a very interesting point, because if it was mediated by angels, then there was always something incomplete about it, which is what it talks about in Hebrews chapter 1 and 2. Yes but Jesus is the mediator. Uh, there is, the one, there is yes, one God yes. and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who has taken us into a it's new beautiful. covenant. And that's, that's getting into some nitty-gritty theology, but it's very important because, like I said, religion and the religious mindset that people have about God uh, really stems from the Ten Commandments and the Old Covenant. And when we understand that there are details that Jesus attended to that the old covenant was mediated not by not by God himself it was mediated by angels it was but we have a new covenant that's mediated by the son and it also says in hebrews that Moses was a servant in all his house but we have a covenant with the son yep
1: ooh Yeah. i, could, I mean it just makes me want to preach i mean and that's what <laughs> hebrews is all about greater yeah you know the old covenant and the new covenant new covenant's greater the old mediator and the new mediator greater everything about what God did was greater and, and actually, it takes preeminence yes. over the old covenant and all the old things. Here's here's another verse along these lines. It says in 2 Corinthians 4, 17, uh, yeah, for a light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory. And you might, I, I think this is kind of an afflicted time we're living in, and it's it's harder in a lot of t- ways for a lot of people and we're praying for you, if that's you in that situation. But it says in there, it works for us a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory. How? While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So it's again saying, look unto Jesus. It's tough. There might be some tough times you're dealing with, but fill that space, that, that gap, that look, uh, mental space, heart space, physical space, you know, spiritual space, every space you've got, the more you put it in, in Jesus in there, time space, the more you put Jesus in there, the better equipped you're going to be to do what you need to do. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt
0: Island, Vieira and Cocoa.
1: Take this year with God at East Coast Christian University to truly understand why and how to continue your destiny and walk with Christ. Earn your Associate's, Bachelor's, and Master's degree. Our instructors are experienced, helpful, and show a genuine love for studying the Word of God. East Coast Christian University is located at 670 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. For more information, our number is 452-1060, extension 131, and our website is ECCUEquipped.com. East Coast Vieira meets every week at Vieira High School at 9.15 and 10.45. With a high energy and dynamic children's ministry for all ages, East Coast Vieira Youth meets every Sunday night at 6 p.m. For more information or to learn more, our website is vieira.eccc.us. Welcome back to the show. This is morning bread. We're looking at
0: verse 37 on the break. It says, This is the house, I'm sorry, this is that Moses who's, who said to the children of Israel, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren. Him you shall hear. Mm. I love that phrase because it reminds me back of, uh, of the Mount of Transfiguration. Jesus went up on the mountain, he took Peter, James, and John with him, and it says that he was transfigured and uh, he spoke with. Uh, elijah and moses yeah and so that's the law
1: moses you got law yeah law and the prophets. you've got the law
0: and the prophets standing there and what did god say he said they heard a voice from heaven he said this is my beloved son hear him you've got a choice of what you want to hear we've spent this whole Good. show talking about looking unto jesus how jesus is pastor dan talked about how he's he's better he's a, we have a better covenant we have a better mediator everything is greater Him you shall hear. So what are you hearing? When you open your Bible, what do you hear? When you listen to society, what do you hear? God specifically said, this is my son, him you should hear. If we'll hear Jesus, if we'll fixate on Jesus, if we'll let Jesus be the source, that's the answer that we're looking for, and he's not the author of confusion. If you're confused about God, hear Jesus, hear him only.
1: If you're confused about the world you're living in right now, Hear God and hear Jesus only. Yeah. I mean, it it is a move you can make that will change the atmosphere in your home and even between your own ears. Amen. Hey, good having the program with you, Marcos. Absolutely, fun. Pastor Dan. Bye, guys. See Have y'all. a great day.
0: Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.